Sea kiddos? The trick here is to eat the giant power pellet and then go after the blue ghost. Yeah, but timing is everything. Be careful and then go for it. I got it. Take this <laughs> Good job, Mira. Don't forget to eat the pretzel. <laughs> Boy, these kids are getting good, eh? Way better than you ever were. Oh, take off. Get out of here. No way. You take off. Man, oh, look who's coming back. Underlings, have no fear. Moderate carnages. Here. Prepare to be slightly amazed. Remove thyself from my walking path, broom. Who's that guy? No, he's our best and worst customer. Comes in here every couple of weeks, beats everyone's high scores, and then mildly brags about how great he is. And then he proceeds to make a mess. And only volunteers to clean half of it up. You must hush now, Landon. And Rob, turn down the Iron Maiden and crank up the Nickelback. That's right. Only the most moderate of rock for moderate carnage. And Landon, it skipped my mind. Did you ever clean the spaghetti off the side of the old turtle's cab? Yeah, it really wasn't that bad. Yeah, I mean, who brings spaghetti to an arcade anyway? Who brings spaghetti into an arcade, you may ask? Why? Someone who likes to pretend the meatballs are stuntmen. And who are these booster seats? Hey, easy, they're new here. We're teaching them how to play Miss Pac-Man. Yeah, this is Grayson and this is Lyra. Nice to meet you, high five! I must rate the attempted five a four. I'm sorry, little man, but I only give medium fives. On days that I'm feeling very skippy, I give threes, but no high fives. And now, would you young ones like to see something moderately cool? Ah, oh, come on, Carnes, don't teach him bad habits. You really must, can it now, nerd? Speaking of cans, do you see this moderately good-tasting can of Surge that I am holding? It has a moderately high amount of caffeine in it. Oh my. Clumsy me. I should have mentioned. The moderately high amount of caffeine makes me moderately jittery. Now, it's time to get down to business. I'm about to passably beat your Mrs. Pac-Man score. And if you think that's something, wait until you see me playing with no shoes. And while breathing through my nose. Jeez, ah, Landon, this guy's out of control. We gotta do something. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Hey, hand me uh, that odd-looking spider over there, will you? Oh, the black widow or the radioactive one? Mmm, let's go with the radioactive one. Oh, and here, I want you to chug this old brownie soda, okay? Are you sure? It's been open for days. Dude, trust me. Hey, Carnage, ever see a guy bitten by a radioactive spider before? No, but I did watch Spider-Man 3 once. It was moderately okay. Oh, Landon! You just transformed into Spider-Man, costume and all! Actually, Spider-Guy-Ho's head. You know, copyright reasons. Oh, right, right. Rob, chug the brownie, quick! Doc, Copenhagen! 
This is an old spit can. I, I, I think I'm going to be sick. Exactly. Now that the tobacco symbiote is in your system, you can be my trusty sidekick, Poison. Hey, Carnage, why don't you just stick around? Man, I'm about to spew. Well, my friend, if you're about to spew, spew on this. No, please. Do not vomit on me. I will then have to use a higher than average amount of soap on my skin with slight to moderate eczema. This will leave me in a moderately scaly state for a moderately short amount of time. I will clean up the mess and let the kids keep their moderately high school, which is really just a moderate school. Tell the kids you're sorry. Children, I am somewhat sorry. Partially because it would be to my detriment not to be sorry. It's okay. Yeah, we forgive you. There is a marginal part of me that let the power go to my head. Just remember, with great power comes great responsibility. Good point, Grayson. I try. Retro Junkies, and welcome to another episode of the Retro Junkie Super Show. I'm your host, Rob, and join with me, as always, is my main man, my partner in Retro Junkies Crime, or Retro Gaming Crime, excuse me, geez, I'm all over the place. We're, we're a criminal organization now. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. It's late and long. How are you, Hosehead? Hey, man, doing good. How are you? Doing great, man, doing great. It's been uh, a little over a month since we uh, recorded, but it's so good to be back on here talking retro games with you again, my friend. Yeah. Oh, man, I- I've missed you. We're getting in a routine. I mean, like one a month. What's going on with these guys? They're being productive. I know, I know. You know, this is the, the last two years have been kind of consistent for us, so that's <laughs> that's, 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 that's very scary. rare. <laughs> <laughs> I know we haven't seen these consistent numbers since like the first couple years that we started uh, the junkies and everything. So that's really cool. I'm scared. Me too. This is like the the hoserverse. You know, this is like a different dimension. The hoserverse. I like that. Instead of the Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe, we're the hoserverse. Exactly. Into the into the, into the Spider Verse. Instead, uh, into the hoserverse. Into the hoserverse. <laughs> <laughs> There's different versions of us in other dimensions. And they all just kind of sit around and do the kind of the same thing. That would be funny. It's like the only difference is I wear a different color flannel. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, it's that bizarro, Rob. What makes him so bizarro? He wears a green flannel instead of a red one. That's right. Still a hoser, though. And then we're not going to talk about that Rob that wears the black and white flannel. He's just off on a whole other tangent. He's done it. We, we disown him. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, Land and I got to kind of catch up for a little bit uh, before we recorded. But, man, you know, I don't think I asked this question. Have you played any retro games lately, man? Um, let's see. I have. I actually, and I tried to do, I tried to see how far I could get on a single life in Mortal Kombat for the Sega Genesis today. Oh, wow. No way. How far did you get? I got seven wins. When I got to the mirror matches, I got destroyed. That's really good. I was never good at that game. Those games are hard. Yeah, they get, they get kind of cheap too. Like, yeah, 
I don't know what it is. I don't know if it reads your inputs or what, but like you can throw an uppercut in the first round and, and hit it every time. And then, you know, later on you throw it and you totally miss. And then they counter with an uppercut and, you know, knock you across the screen. Wow. You know, just, just talking about Mortal Kombat, I remember the controversy and it was all over the news. Like kids oh, were talking dude. about it back in 92 or whenever it came out. I yeah, remember like, that. I never had it. Yeah. Cause I had a, I had a Sega, um, but I, I remember my mom specifically saying, you know, when she saw the newscast or whatever, she's like, you are not playing that game. I don't care if your friends have it. You do not play that game. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> never, I didn't play it till many years later. Oh, dude, that leads to a great, great story. You know, my mom was kind of the same way <laughs> and, uh, buddy of mine that lived up the road, uh, you know, in Wren, Wren, oh, Millsaps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His mom and dad let him get it for uh, Sega Genesis. And, you know, we went up there and mom's like, now I know Ren's got Mortal Kombat and I don't want you playing it. Uh, that that lasted all of about 30 seconds when I saw <laughs> when I saw him and some of my other buddies playing it. I'm like, oh, man, let me in on that. <laughs> and then we found out the blood code because, you know, the blood code was the was the only one. The Genesis was the only one that had the blood code. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. The SNES one, all it would do is sweat when you hit them. And, you know, the Sega one did sweat, too, until you put in the blood code. And the reason that Nintendo, like Nintendo, pretty much told uh, Midway, and I think it was Acclaim, maybe, that released it, that that was the publisher for it. They told them because of the Nintendo, you know, standards of quality, they wasn't going to let them put the blood code in. And it had alternate fatalities. and. Uh, yeah, and like the and I still remember to this day the blood code for Genesis is A B A C A B B. Yeah, on, on the screen where it's talking about codes of honor, like that was your hint from the developers to put the blood code in. Wow. Yeah, I, I guess you know, and that really kind of played into what the Sega Genesis was trying to do, especially the American publishing um, companies of, of Sega, what they were trying to do at this, at this point, or Sega of America was trying to do is, you know, kind of get, create that whole edgier feel to it. Yeah. Like teens and, and young adult. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh man. I just, I remember a lot about those days. Uh, I remember starting to see the, the Mortal Kombat cam- cabinets everywhere. Uh, the bowling alley near my dad's house, yeah. they they had it. I think they even had two of them because it was so popular. And, you know, all the kids would want to play it. Uh, and, and Street Fighter 2, it seemed like those two came out right around the same time. And they just blew up those two games. Yeah, man. Like, I wouldn't mind to do a special on Mortal Kombat one day. Because that series has a pretty cool history from development all the way uh, kind of, you know, up through now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The arcade cabinet, though, like, it was a big deal because, you know, you had digitized, you know, actors basically hitting each other till they bled and killed each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then some of those fatalities when you when you when you're a kid and you're looking at these games, I mean, they are at the time they they were the best of the best for us as far as oh, yeah. the graphics went. And so when you saw that blood and everything. I mean, it looked real, especially the way they had the sprites look, you know, digitized yeah. as, as real actors. So I remember, and then I remember when the movie came out, like that blew up too. <laughs> oh yeah, that I'll never forget. My mom finally kind of saw that it was hokey and like kung fu movie ish. <laughs> 
when I went to a birthday party and one of the the kids there challenged me to a game of it. He's like, hey, you want to go play Mortal Kombat? And Mom's like, is that the one I told you not to play? I'm like, no, I come over here and watch us. And like, we played and she's like, oh my gosh. She's like, this is just like a Kung Fu movie. It's just like over the top, silly kind of violence. I'm like, yeah, exactly. She's like, oh, I don't care if you play that then. That's, that's fine. She said, it, I just thought it was like they were, you know, machine gunning each other and knifing each other and just mutilating each other. I'm like, no, it's like Kung Fu movies where, you know, a guy punches a guy in the chest and rips his heart out or, <laughs> you know, a, 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 an ice ninja freezes a guy and then like shatters him into a million pieces. Uh, and, and then your mom, your mom, I can just imagine Carl like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. She's like, oh, she's like, oh, well, that's just silly. That's fine. She said, I thought it was like you were like gunning people down and, and like knifing them and stuff. I'm like, no, it, it's Kung Fu. She's like, oh, that's fine. That's, that's kind of funny. <laughs> that's great. That reminds me of that uh that game that Bart wanted to play. What was that game, the Nintendo one? That was Bloodstorm. Was to be, Bloodstorm, yeah, it was supposed to be really violent that he was begging his parents to get. That's he great. stole it from the try and save. That's it. That's right. I forgot oh, about that. That's such a good one. <laughs> uh I could do a I could do a I could do a Simpsons reference every show. I think you could, yes. I think that's gonna be my goal is to try to sneak in a Simpsons reference every show. I think we probably already have. I think we have. I think <laughs> I think we're close. Man, aren't some of those I, I played a, I'm trying to think what Simpsons game. I played one of those the other day just to remind myself how good we have it now. I think it was Bart's Nightmare. That game oh, was horrible. Yeah. Bart's Nightmare, now on Genesis with Bartzilla, Itchy and Scratchy, Homer Khan, Bartman, and more. Bart's Nightmare, now on Super NES and Genesis from Acclaim. Bart's Nightmare, um, is that the one? No, I'm thinking of Virtual Bart. Uh, Bart's Nightmare, what happened in that one? It's where Bart, the, the plot of the game is Bart has like a book report due the next day, and he falls asleep, and while you're in his dream, you're trying to get like homework paper, like pieces of homework to complete the homework, to complete his book report, and you do mini games and all this other stuff, and it's just... It's a convoluted mess. Like, the controls are horrible. <laughs> it's really inconsistent with the difficulty. Like, some games are, like, so hard you can't play them, and then some of them are so easy. It's like, it's how's this even a game? Yeah, it's such a shame because, like, there, there aren't many that I know of. I mean, there could, there could be some out there that I haven't played, um, but there aren't many strong Simpsons games. I, now, I heard no. Hit and Run's good. Um, there was one on the 360 I remember liking. Oh, shoot, what was the name of that? Was um, it the Simpsons movie? It could, it might have been, it might have been that. But I, I remember like Homer. Every every level was a different theme, and Homer would. Uh, I remember there was one specifically where it was like um, Medal of Homer, <laughs> like it was supposed to be like a Medal of Honor uh, themed stage. I actually thought that was a pretty entertaining game, but gosh, that's many many years after bart's nightmare and you know yeah. bart versus the space mutants and what was the other one that was bart on versus the world bart versus the world yes uh bartman and radioactive man 
I'm trying to think. All right, I'm going to try to name all the Simpsons games. Bart vs. Space Mutants, Bart vs. the World, Bartman and Radioactive Man, uh, Bart in Escape from uh, Camp Krusty. Mm, That's for the Game Boy. Uh, Bart vs. the Juggernauts for Game Boy. Bart's Nightmare. Virtual Bart, which... Virtual Bart's okay. It still kind of stinks, but... Yeah, I I like Virtual Bart okay. I'm trying to think. Virtual Bart... Simpsons skateboarding, Simpsons wrestling, Simpsons hit and run, the Simpsons road rage, and then the Simpsons movie uh, for 360. That's all I can think of right now. Yeah, I mean, 360, I mean, you think about it now. 360 came out in what, 2006 or 7? So yeah, it's we were getting up there. We were just getting, like, finishing up with college around that time. Yeah, yeah. I remember having mine right in college, and I remember playing Resident Evil 5 on it. And a, and a couple of others. Um, it was a good. That was a good system. That was a lot. I a lot of fun on that system. The 360 is one of those systems I kind of regret selling now. Like I sold mine to. I think I sold mine to help pay for a computer, but I kind of regret selling mine now. Well, I um my neighbor uh, Eric he I think he just gave us one uh, recently. So I I started pricing some of the games, and it's it's kind of it's interesting that the 360 games at least at, at uh, McKay's, the bookstore, the 360 games are much, much cheaper than the PS2 games. Yeah. And I'm wondering why. I'm, I don't know why that is because... I don't know. I I know. I, granted, I know the PS2 is a little bit older, but ah, I don't know. Beats me. Beats me. But uh, I, I picked up Dragon Age and a couple other games like really cheap. Ten bucks. I Dragon got, Age um, is pretty good. Yeah. I got, uh, what was it? Red Dead Redemption, Undead Nightmare, and a couple others. I got a couple of Lego games. I mean, I really didn't spend more than like sixty or seventy bucks, and I bought about eight games. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's pretty good now. I just don't have time to play them. Yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> like, I I had a little bit of time today and just sat down and said, you know, I'm gonna see how far I can get in Mortal Kombat without taking a loss and made it to the mirror matches, and then I got my butt handed to me. That's still really impressive, man. I I definitely couldn't do that. I'd be lucky if I could win one. Who was your guy in Mortal Kombat? Like, you know, everybody had their guy that they played as if they wanted to win. Well, I didn't actually own Mortal Kombat till many years later. I think I got it right around the time that... It was right around the time the PlayStation came out, and I had a friend who sold me a bunch of his games, his old Sega games, and then Mortal Kombat was in there, and I think even Mortal Kombat 2 and 3. I always thought Reptile was so cool looking, but I was never good with him. I've noticed any character that I like, I'm usually not good at. Or, you know, <laughs> and it's like the characters I could care less about being, I was actually more effective with, like, Cassandra from um, the uh, Soul Calibur games. Yeah. Cassandra, man, she was my girl. I, I could I could really, really fight well with her, but I wanted to be really good at um, the girl that had the rings, Tira. Yeah, I could never play with her that well. She was, I mean, she was always kind of cool and had a real cool move set, but I could never play with her. Yeah, yeah, I, I always wanted to. I was like, she's such a cool character, but yeah, that's the story of my life. Man, in, in Soul Calibur, and we've played against each other. Yeah, Raphael, Raphael is my is my dude, the fencer. Oh yes, oh that brings back bad memories, man. You used to whoop, dude, me, up, whoop I could, me on that. I could do that. I could do that move where he would like do like a spin dodge and then turn around and stab you right after you've like tried to hit him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would do that. It'd make you so angry. Quit doing that move. You can't do that move. I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I, game did that. I didn't do it. Wasn't me. <laughs> that wasn't me. That was the game. You're like, oh, you're full of it. How, you did that. 
Uh-huh. Oh, man, those are some good times, though. I remember getting uh, Soul Calibur 3 for the PlayStation 2 and playing the heck out of that game. Dude, that was a really good game. Yeah, and before that was at Michael's house we played all the time. But yeah, what about you? Who was your guy in Mortal Kombat? Um, in the first one, Scorpion. Mm. I could do I could do the spear move. I could do the the punch where he would be like in front of you and then he would be behind you all of a sudden like jumping through the screen to punch you. I could do that move and I could do his fatality. Oh man, that that's awesome. I, he's another one I always wanted to be good at. <laughs> I always wanted to be I good with Sub Zero. Like I could never do any of Sub Zero stuff. I could do the I could do the ice ball and that was it. That's me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Gosh, I like I said, I didn't pl- I didn't play a lot of that one. The game I played probably the the fighting game I played the most was Killer Instinct. Man, when that oh, game came man. out with the CD, I went nuts. Like I played that game constantly. I learned a lot of the ultras from like Fulgore and Jago and um, oh man, my, my main guy because his combos were so easy were um, Cinder. Yeah, um, I know a lot of people like Cinder in that game. I was never really good with him. I was more of a Jago and a Fulgore kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I, th- I always thought Jago's moves were the hardest, like because it's it's the forward down, a uh, forward kind of or back forward down, or excuse me, back down forward back, and all those kinds of crazy moves. I yeah, never was, like, was coordinated enough to do that. It was like a lot of quarter circles and like half circles with the control pad to get his his stuff to go off. I remember that because I remember my thumb. I got a blister on it playing <laughs> as him once. Yeah. Oh, you know what? My favorite character from that one was. Um, Sabretooth. I love Sabretooth. Oh, he had such a cool design, too. Yes, yes. And his story, too, where he, I think he turns back to a human. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, I love that. I loved everything about the, his character. I liked Riptor, too. I was never good with him, but I liked his design. Like, he was the half-man, kind of half-raptor. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that's a series that I'm so surprised isn't up there in the echelon with, like, with Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. It's just, they didn't make as many sequels. It's kind of withered out. I mean, I know they did one for the Xbox One, uh, which was really good. I played it. It was it was really good, and the soundtrack was just as strong as the first one was. But again, it's just kind of it's drifted off into obscurity almost. You know, it's just not as big and as well known yeah. as the other two. I actually watched a video on the one for Xbox One about how it is like the most like people that do fighting games competitively say that it's the most balanced fighting game that you can play in a tournament that, you know, every, every character has their strengths, but like you can also like counter their strengths if you know what you're doing. And, and apparently they, like people are pressing for like an ultimate edition that has all the different seasons of characters, like on one disc. Oh, that'd be cool. And uh, apparently like there's a lot of, support for a sequel on the new hardware too, the new xbox hardware oh i hope they do it i because I, I don't want the series to fade away i i, I always thought it was a really strong one with a really unique cast of characters man spinal i love spinal spinal yeah that's right i was never guys I, rowing i was never i was never good with him but like i loved his design it's just like here's a skeleton with a sword and a shield yep he was a pirate <laughs> and then his and his like new killer instinct, like his design and his that chaining that that's pretty cool level. Oh, it was awesome! It was awesome. Yeah, guys, if you have not heard the um, the new Killer Instinct soundtrack, it's on iTunes. Got to go download it. It is incredible. It's it's great gym music too. Like working out, I'm like yeah, <laughs> yeah. That spinal theme will get you pumped up. Dude, it really when will it start, when it starts hitting the like kind of hard rock 
portions of the, of the track. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it'll suck you up. It's really good stuff. But man, that such good games. Oh, I know, I know. And I was never good at really any any fighting game, but I I enjoyed playing them. I was always good at the computer, which would build up my confidence. And then I played the first friend I had, and I would get whooped. You're like, you <laughs> can't do quick. that. You can't do that. You got to do that. You can't do that. Can't do yeah, you're that. Spamming. You can't do that move. You're spamming. You, you don't know. You don't have any skill. <laughs> oh yeah, but uh, but guys, I guess I should have said this at the top of the episode. We are covering Spider-Man and Venom versus Maximum Carnage. So super excited about this one. Now this was your pick, Landon, and I never played this until pretty much the last few weeks preparing for this episode and wow i've got some things to say about it i was gonna say i want to i want to hear your opinion on this as somebody who's coming into it fresh oh my gosh i let me just put it this way and i'll we will definitely get more into specifics when we talk about the game but uh i wish i'll just put it this way i wish i had found this game when i was a kid you know (laughs) i really do because there are so many things i like about this game there's a couple of gripes a couple of gripes but yeah they're they're so minor compared to the the things I love about it. So, but I mean, I figured, you know what? Before we get into the game talk, gosh, Spider Man's a big one. You know, last last month or two months ago, we talked about X Men and you know what got us into that franchise. I figured we'd just do the same thing for this one. So yeah. So what got you into Spider Man? And you know, were you into the cartoon? Like, what what, what was your thing with Spider Man growing up? So my dad is who got me interested in the Spider Man because my dad oh. liked Spider Man when he was a kid. And I wish he would have hung on to these, but my grandma threw them away. He had some like Spider-Man comics from like the sixties and seventies. Oh wow! I wish he could. I wish he could have held on to them. But he got me into Spider-Man, and when I was probably, oh, I was probably in about second grade, so seven, six, seven, eight, nine years old time frame. Let's just say. They had at our drugstore. They would sell just like random packs of comics. Like, you would get, like, a Spider-Man and a Fantastic Four and a Punisher and maybe another Spider-Man. That's so funny. Like, my old dollar store did the same thing, man. And you could get, like, four comics for, like, five bucks, which was a great deal for a kid. You know, and I would buy those, and I got a couple of Spider-Man in those. And I remember one year for my birthday, I asked for comic books. And Mom and Dad, like, hit the mother load of Spider-Man comic books somewhere and i had i got five or six issues of spider-man for my birthday um yeah my my dad's who got me interested in the spider-man and then you know there was the animated series i had a couple of spider-man action figures that i really liked um spider-man i think i had a spider-man and a hobgoblin action figure set that i loved to play with as a kid But yeah, that's that's what kind of got me into Spider-Man. That and the fact that I don't know if you remember, but they had like big, huge like coloring books, and it was basically 
the images from the comic books, but they had just taken the color out and you could color them. I got one of those for a Christmas gift one year and I absolutely loved it. And it was Spider-Man. That's awesome, man. You, you still color to this day, don't you? Oh yeah. I still like to draw and color when, when I have free time. Oh man, that's, that's awesome, man. That, that's something that I, I have really, I would love to pick back up is, is coloring. Cause I haven't really, I do some with the kids and everything, but I haven't really seriously colored anything in, in quite some time, but Dude, I, I, I'm with you. Um, the the cartoon was one of the one of the first things, but even before that, um, the same year that I got a Nintendo, I got a bunch of you know action figures, and one of them was a Spider-Man. And I'm I actually found the packaging of it, and it's from 1990, and I cannot remember if it was Toy Biz or a different company at the time, but I do remember that there was a bunch of different heroes marvel heroes on the back of the card and one of them was uh another one i got that year was hulk and he could bend this this bar there's new action in the universe from marvel superheroes spider-man dr octopus i'll bend dr octopus in half captain america no time hulk my shield will come down the side meet your doom america but Captain America's Turbo Coop has a surprise for Dr. Doom. He's all yours, Spidey. Action figures and Captain America Turbo Coop, each sold separately from Toy Biz. Oh, anyway, so I, I'd gotten that Spider-Man, and I thought they were the coolest toys. Um, and I got a couple of Batman figures that year. Um, so it was a really good Christmas. And then when the cartoon came out, that I always think of the time period when my mom got remarried to... Um, my stepdad, Randy, we had kind of moved over to Randy's house, and that was in 1994. And I think the cartoon came out then or maybe 95. I can't remember off the top of my head. But I remember watching the cartoon because Randy would have to work, and Mom, she would she'd be working too, so our neighbor would babysit us. And a lot of times we would watch Spider-Man over at her house. I don't know if it was on after school sometimes too. I know it was on on Saturday mornings, but I, I want to say it was on other times too. And she had this PC game. It was this old, and I, Lord, I wish I could remember the name of it, but I don't even remember if it was a game you actually played or if you like listened to a, a story. It was something to do with a PC game, and it was like based off of the animated series. And we would watch that over and oh, over cool. at uh, <laughs> my neighbor's house. Yeah, and then I, of course, I remember the one of the biggest things is, um, uh, of course, the cartoon was was so huge, and I remember the McDonald's toys, the 1995 McDonald's Spider-Man toys. To fight evil, Spider-Man will go anywhere, anytime. A superhero's got to do what a superhero's got to do. Whoa, Spider-Man! 
Sorry I can't hang around. Because the action's at McDonald's. Take a break with a hamburger happy meal for just $1.99. There's Spidey, Spider-Man characters, and hot cars with cool moves. One with every $1.99 hamburger happy meal you buy your kids. Spider-Man, I just saw Scorpion in the drive-thru. Have a nice day. Thanks. And I remember begging my parents to take me there. Uh, and I got every single one. That was one of the only sets. Oh, that nice. I ever, yeah, where I'd, I had every single uh, Spider-Man toy. I remember Doc Ock. I remember my favorite one was the Hobgoblin on this like little pink shoot. I don't know what it was, a go-kart or something. But when you scoot him across the table, like they, these wings would flap. But Hobgoblin looked so scary with his red eyes. I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> He's scary. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, scary. I love scary stuff. And then uh, I found out actually recently, speaking of the McDonald's toys, I found out that McDonald's wasn't the first one to carry Spider-Man toys uh, in a fast food chain. It was actually Hardee's way back in the early 80s, uh, 1983. I, lo- I looked this up. It was the, uh, they called them the Hardee's 3D Theater Meals. All right, everybody out. Who got the 3D theater meal? I bought it. Good choice. Along with your Hardee's burger, fries, and drink, you get a 3D adventure show starring one of us. I think you know everybody here? Sure. Sure. We'll each be starring in our own 3D adventure. Be sure you collect all six at Hardee's. I will. Okay, ready, boys? Put in the action strip. Look through the viewer. It's showtime. Uncle Butter, can I look? Uh, Just a second. Just a second. 3D theater meals at Hardee's. Have you ever heard of these, Hosehead? No, I, I've not. I we used to have a Hardee's. I used to get Happy Meals there a lot. I'm surprised I can't remember. I don't remember that. Oh man, well it's probably before our time, man. This was 1983. Oh but, yeah, that's um, for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, which that's a series I found much, much later. Uh, and I'll I'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> but they had uh, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends Hardee's 3D Theater Meals, and basically. The theater meal or the meal that you would get looked just like a Happy Meal box, but it had like this – you could look through the box and it had like 3D glasses attached to the box. So you were actually looking through the box and then you had this slide um, that you could flip through the end of the box, like kind of drag it through and watch this little slide in, in 3D. And it was like a Spider-Man comic that you could read. Oh, you just cool. kind of slid it through the box and watch through the 3D lenses. So I thought that was a cool idea, and I found a cool little yeah. commercial that I'll, I'll throw in the show uh, just, just so you can kind of hear that. But yeah, and then Hardy's uh, many, many years later in 2002, they would do the first Spider-Man movie set of toys. You know, the Tobey Maguire movie, the first one. Spider-Man will only take his mask off for one thing. Well, make that two things. The Hardee's $6 burger. Put one in your mouth before seeing Spider-Man in theaters May 3rd. $6 burger, only $3.95 at Hardee's. They did that first set, and then Burger King took over and did the Spider-Man 2 movie toys and the Spider-Man 3 movie toys back in 2004 and, and 2006. Um, which I didn't remember them as much. I must have missed out on those. Um, I remember the Hardys. I, I had a uh, I had a Spider Man antenna topper that you could put on your car. Oh, awesome! <laughs> and I had it on my car all the way like through my senior year. <laughs> Might as well, man. Hey, Spider Man was big back in high school. You remember? Yeah, that, I, and you know that first movie was really good. The first two were good. The third one was hit or miss. But I, you know, the third one I remember little Landon being so upset at that third one. 
<laughs> oh, he was mad. I remember. He's like, don't even go watch the third one, guys. It's not worth it. Or like, what do you mean? He's like, it's just a horrible movie. It's just a horrible movie. It was like, I think oh, he watched okay. it with us, didn't he? Because I think we all went one time. I think we did. Yeah. <laughs> and I took Lori to go see it. And she's like, I don't like Spider-Man disco. He, he's dancing too much. <laughs> Oh, speaking of movies, okay, so just just in preparation for this episode, um, I, of course, my all-time favorite Spider-Man movie is, I probably said it a million times, is Into the Spider-Verse. I love that movie, and that's one of those movies I can never get tired of. But I love how they even reference that in the beginning of that movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, this uh, sweatpants Spider-Man, he goes, uh, oh, and uh, yeah, I did this. And then it just shows him dancing down the street. <laughs> he's like we don't really talk about that (laughs) nah Uh, but yeah gosh that movie's that movie's such a jam what makes you different is what makes you Spider-Man my name is Peter Parker I'm pretty sure you know the rest I saved the city fell in love then I saved the city again and again and again Look, I'm a comic book, a serial, I did a Christmas album, and a so-so popsicle. But this isn't about me. Not anymore. Spider-Man swings in once a day, zip-zaps up in his little mask and answers to no one. I love you, moms. Yeah, I know, Dad. You gotta say I love you back. Dad, are you serious? I, I want to hear it. Look at this place. Dad, I love you. Dad, I love you. That's a copy. My name is Miles Morales. I'm the one and only Spider-Man. At least that's what I thought. You ever hear the Super Collider? You're gonna love this. Dimension opening now. You're like me. That's impossible. All right, kid, listen up. This fry is your universe. It's soggy, it's weird, it's gross. And this delicious normal fry is my universe. So you want to learn to be Spider-Man. Can you teach me? Yes, I can. Time to swing. Ah, Good, you're doing it. Double tap to release and whip it out again. Okay. Whip and release. You're a natural. Whip. Hey, guys. Who are you? I'm Gwen Stacy. I'm from another, another dimension. How many more spider people are there? Hey, fellas. Hello. This could literally not get any weirder. It can get weirder. Okay. We need to get back to our universes soon. Brooklyn is going to collapse. My family lives in Brooklyn. Whoa, 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 whoa. Miles, what's wrong? This was never your city. It's mine. If I don't destroy the collider, none of us will have a home to go home to. Remember, what makes you different? Let's go. Is what makes you Spider-Man. Officer, I love you. <laughs> Wait, what? Other way, other way, other way, other way. Do animals talk in this dimension? Because I don't want to freak them out. They're actually making a sequel to it called Across the Spider-Verse, which they're going to release in parts. So I'm really excited about that. Oh, that's awesome, man. I love that movie. Lola likes that movie. I think Spider-Man is my daughter's favorite superhero. I th- you know, it's funny you bring that up. I think that's mine, too. Uh, Lyra loves Spider-Man. As a matter of fact, they were both just dressed up as Spider-Man a minute ago. As It's funny. We'll watch the movie, and then they want to dress up as the characters. It's great. <laughs> so, And this is going to be a spoiler, so if you don't want to hear this, just kind of fast forward. You know in the Avengers, the 
the two part movie where mm-hmm. Spider Man dies. Yeah, yeah. Lola cried in the theater. Aww. Oh my goodness, she cried. She said, "Spider Man's dead." And I'm like, it, "Yeah, he is. <laughs> he he might come back in the next movie." And then when he came back in that next movie, she was like squealing, like, "Oh my gosh, it's Spider Man! He's alive!" <laughs> yeah, because you all know, like, especially when you're a kid, like when your favorite character something happens to them, it really affects you. So that's oh, great. <laughs> I, I was like that with Optimus Prime in the Transformers oh. movie. Like I cried when Optimus Prime got killed. I would have, but I never knew that movie existed until the Angry Nintendo, or yeah, the Angry Nintendo nerd did a review on it. Oh, it's such a good movie. It, the GI Joe movie is okay in comparison, but that Transformers movie, dude, that was that was trauma to kids back in the day watching Optimus Prime die. Yeah, yeah. I fear the wounds are fatal. Prime, you can't die. Do not grieve. Soon, I shall be one with the Matrix. Prime. Uh, 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 Ultra Magnus. It is to you, old friend. I shall pass the matrix of leadership as it was passed to me. But Prime, I'm I'm just a soldier. I, I'm not worthy. Nor was I. But one day, an Autobot shall rise from our ranks and use the power of the matrix to light darkest hour. Until that day, till all are one. I think the worst line in uh, that whole movie is when uh, is it Ultra Magnus? They're like, we need to we need to do something about Prime, and he goes, I can't deal with that right now. I'm like, oh come yeah. on, Magnus. <laughs> I was like, you're not the leader I thought you would be. Oh, uh, such a such Transformers is another good series. Uh, I watched some of those classics on uh, TV the other day. Oh, my son loves that series too. Yeah, I, hey, we gotta do a show about that soon, dude. That was my other jam as a kid. Ghostbusters and Transformers. Ah, both are great series. 
both are great series. And you know, you, I, uh, I missed out on Transformers as a kid, but you, when I got to know you, you know, when, when we were like young teenagers, I, uh, I kind of like got into it. I remember watching some of the episodes at your house and, uh, oh, and that's what I was going to say a little bit earlier when you were talking about Mortal Kombat, just to go back there one more time. Uh, I remember, remember when we played the arm, was it Armageddon? Like all night in your room? I remember that. Yeah. I think it was Armageddon. I think so. I think there was one of the ones for the PS2. And I remember we just, we spent the entire night, like just trying to beat that game. Either It may have been Deception. Ah, uh, maybe that's what it was. Deception. It was the yeah. was it the one with the RPG where you play as the guy going between the different. I, can't I think remember. so. I just remember the the fatalities were like kind of generic, but I I don't know. It was a good it was a good memory. Just that's playing Arma- it. that's Armageddon. Yeah, the the fatalities are just kind of like the same for everybody. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. I, I just remember being like you know that was like our we were in college then I think, uh, and we still pulled yeah. an all nighter playing that game. <laughs> man I, pl- I remember we used to when the first spider-man movie came out i remember uh michael bought spider-man the movie for ps2 the video game mm-hmm. that was a fun game oh never played could that swing one. through you could swing through the city and you had missions to do and it was really good yeah well i mean i know the the most recent the Spider-Man games and uh, the Miles Morales game. I now I hear I heard Miles is a little short, but um, the the last couple of Spider-Man games I've heard are absolute home runs. You know, and dude, that uh, one for PS4 is awesome. Yeah, I played I played some of it, and that that would have definitely been a game I could have gotten lost in. Uh, I, I bought it the week it came out, just kind of because I like Spider-Man, and it was our anniversary, and Lori's like, well, I'll buy you, I'll buy you that Spider-Man game. I prob- I've probably spent about 45 hours wow. playing that game, no and, I, and, I, and I've not beat it yet. I, it's just doing all the side missions. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's basically open world. I, that's what I loved about it. Yeah, and I, unfortunately, I did have to sell my PS4, but that was one of the games that was painful to get rid of. I'm like, oh, I barely even played you. <laughs> I love you, Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, you know, you know me, I, I started doing some digging and stuff of some really cool, just miscellaneous Spider-Man stuff that I found, and these are things that I wish I had known about when I was a kid that I missed out on. So the first one that I found was the web-spinning Spider-Man toy from 1980. Web-spinning Spider-Man! This is web-spinning Spider-Man with fly-away action pack. Assembly required. Load the web-spinning fluid and squeeze. Web-spinning Spider-Man. Small webs, big webs. Spider-Man webs are catchy webs. Webs around fingers, webs around legs. Webs, webs, web-spinning Spider-Man. Web-spinning Spider-Man with fly-away action pack and web-spinning fluid by Mego. This one was really cool because the Spider-Man in the, uh, 1980... This one had some kind of like goo that came with it that that basically it almost looks like glue, but it would form into these webs that Spider-Man would um, have attached to him, and um, they were about the size of a GI Joe's. So they were really big figures. Oh, cool! Yeah, and 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 that kind of reminds me of the other one I found, which this one totally I would have wanted this as a kid. Uh, 
It's the Remco Energized Spider-Man toys from 1979. It's Energized Spider-Man with Spider-Sense, battery not included. Turn the Spider-Sense activator, Red Dragon appears to go into action. Attach the web climber, flip the switch, and he climbs automatically. Energized Spider-Man, the motorized web, it pulls, it lifts. The Spider-Light to climb at night. The Spider-Copter sold separately with Spider-Sense panel. The power pack turns on the copter. We'll have to get the Red Dragon. Energized Spider-Man with Spider-Sense comes with community Communicator spider copter sold separately from Remco. Uh, these are really cool because, of course, they came with a giant Spider-Man that could shoot webs and climb up. And he had like this little retractable string so he could hook onto things with his web and then it would kind of like spring him up. But the, the coolest part of it was the helicopter that came with him because the Spider-Man's already as, as big as a G.I. Joe. And then the helicopter, so you know it's got to be big because Spider-Man sits in it. And the helicopter looks so cool for like a late 70s toy. I'm like, man, I would want this right now. And, and he even came with like a flashlight accessory. And there's a really cool video that I'll try to edit into the show, um, you know, of, of them advertising these, this toy line. But man, Remco did a couple of toy lines uh, in the late 70s and early 80s. You know, I think there was another line with his amazing friends too. Man, just really wish I had had those as a kid. But that was about six, seven years earlier than than I existed, so. <laughs> yeah, me, me too, me too. I, oh, yeah, you know how it is, but. Uh, I grew up during the Toy Biz uh, Spider-Man mm-hmm. figures. Yep, same, absolutely. So uh, another one I found was a Spider-Man from Beyond the Grave rock comic. Have you ever heard of a rock comic before? No. <clears throat> Hello? Peter Parker? Yes, yeah, speaking. There's a charming lady here wants to say hello to you, Parker. Petey, is that you, Petey? Aunt May, Aunt May, where are you? Are you all right? Petey, what's happening? What do these men want with me? Oh, oh, my heart. Petey, help me. My heart can't take the strain. No. Hello? Aunt May? Are you there? Aunt May, are you all right? Don't worry, kid. She's just fine. The kingpin wouldn't hurt an old lady. Not unless he had. Now listen, and listen good. I would appreciate a small favor. What do you want me to do? Nothing out of the ordinary. You're the kid that takes all those pictures of Spider-Man for the Daily Bugle. I simply want you to take a picture of Spider-Man for me. We even fixed up a special camera for the job. The thing is that this picture will be Spider-Man's last. You want me to murder Spider-Man? The Kingpin is not a murderer. I simply want you to eliminate a civic menace and perpetual pest. You must be crazy. Yeah, call the Kingpin crazy. Now listen, punk. You want to see the old lady alive? You'll do exactly as I tell you. I hang up the phone. You go to the front door. Outside, you'll find a package with a camera inside. You've got 24 hours to get the job done. And remember, no tricks. You want to see your Andy May alive? Spider-Man must die. Literally 
actually like a comic on record uh, or a story on record. So it sounds just like a radio drama, but in between scenes, they would have rock songs. So there's a really great YouTube video. Oh man. It, it, it plays the whole record on the video. Uh, and this is from 1972. Uh, really cool artwork on the record. And the voice acting in the radio drama sounds very professional. And I listen to some of the songs, too. They're catchy. They're catchy. I like it. <laughs> Spider-Man. 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 Does yeah, whatever I... a spider can. Spider-Pig? What? What? Spider-Pig. <laughs> hey, speaking of which, uh, I know you were talking about the Japanese Spider-Man can you tell our list oh like I knew nothing about gosh. this until you told me about it? So there's a there's a YouTube clip, and I'm gonna send, I'll send it to Rob. Maybe he can put it in the show notes. But it makes fun of Spider Man, but it also the Japanese Spider Man. But it kind of gives you some information, like instead of being bitten by a radioactive spider, he is an alien from the Spider Planet, and he is the last <laughs> survivor of the Spider People. It's a cool origin. <laughs> it, it's a cool origin. Um, he isn't afraid to like shoot at people with guns <laughs> <laughs> he's not above it he's not above it um he had a giant robot that he fought gigantic monsters of the weekend called leopardon wow yeah um <laughs> i'm trying to think what else they did he always had he had a catchphrase oh my gosh let me let me see what that spider-man catchphrase was <laughs> and it his catchphrase evolved like from each episode <laughs> and the one that he finally ended up getting settling on. Let me see if I can find it. They would say like he would come and, you know, somebody would say, who are you? And he would say an emissary from hell, Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds telling me this wasn't really for kids. <laughs> no. And like they threw people off of dams <laughs> and they were like dummies stuffed with socks there's one where a bad guy like kicks a dog off a cliff and they have like oh. a plastic they have like a plastic dog that they just throw <laughs> off the cliff. It's like, man, that dog got stiff all of a sudden. Man, that dog's leg's stiff. He's gonna he's gonna break his legs when he lands. <laughs> but yeah, like the Japanese Spider Man is absolutely just like off the wall bonkers. <laughs> it's got robots, it's got monsters of the week. 
Um, he fights an alligator whose power is to give you toothaches. <laughs> He's like a mutant alligator man who gives you toothaches. <laughs> um, yeah, you remember him from the comics? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty funny. I'll see if I can find that YouTube, and I'll 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 link that over to you. Oh, that'd quick. be great. That'd be great. <laughs> it it makes fun of it so much, but it's so it's hilarious. Ah, oh, well, you got me intrigued now. I've got to watch it. But uh, oh my gosh, yeah, there are so many cool things about Spider Man. I mean, Spider Man's everywhere. Like uh, Spider Man for the twenty six hundred. I found a great commercial about that uh, from nineteen eighty two. So I'll edit that into the show right here. Uh, but gosh, it is hilarious. Green Goblin goes nuts in that commercial. <laughs> I'll blow this town to smithereens. I'm on. Try to get up there in time, Spider-Man. What's become of my web, Goblin? Watch yourself fall, Silk Slinger. Can't stop the bombs in time. If I don't get you webhead, my day of nothing will. Holy hell. you're running out of fluid. Is this more action than even Spider-Man can handle? Spider-Man, a video game from Parker Brothers, the ones to beat. And then I found a really cool evolution of the Spider-Man games video, uh, dating from 1982 all the way up to 2020. And then um, also I found the Web Blaster that I had as a kid from 1997. Oh, man. I wanted the Web Blaster when I was a kid, but my mom's like, you'll make a mess and then I'll have to clean it up. You know, as a parent, I can understand what she's saying, though. <laughs> I feel her pain now. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't let Lola have that. I'll tell you, you know, life has come full circle because now <laughs> when Grayson gets frustrated, he was getting frustrated today playing Pokemon. I was like, all right, buddy, we're turning the game off. We're turning it off. And then I, and instantly when I said that, I remembered getting frustrated at Batman for the NES and mom saying the same thing as she was getting ready for work. Turn it off. <laughs> Turn that Nintendo off. That's enough. <laughs> My mom and dad did the same thing with the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Yeah, right. I know. I get it. You know, and, and I was the kid begging, oh, no, please. I'm having fun. I swear I am. They're like, yeah, well, you're crying. And Grayson did the same thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We've come to uh, circle. I'm like, man, I have become my parents. I never thought, but you know what? There, there it is. But gosh, there are a bunch of food products, too, that I found. There was the uh, Spider-Man cereal from 1995. found a really cool poster on that. Mmm. Part of your balanced breakfast. Sweet pudgy webs crawling with marshmallows like Hobgoblin's pumpkin bomb. And the kingpin. It's an adventure in every bowl. You get something? Nope. Spider-Man cereal swinging into a store near you. Now there's a free exclusive Fleer Ultra Spider-Man card in specially marked boxes of Spider-Man cereal. There was the movie cereal based on the movies. Um, and then there was the Spider-Man Chef Boyardee, which I do remember eating some of this as a kid. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love the Spider-Man Chef Boyardee. Something new is shaking from Chef Boyardee, and kids everywhere are getting into it. New Spider-Man pasta. Whoa! Come on, let's show Mysterio the ropes, kid. Hello! Looks like he'll be hanging around for a while. Totally webbed out Spider-Man shape smothered in secret sauce. New Spider-Man pasta from Chef Boyardee. So hot, it's practically radioactive. Thank goodness for Chef Boyardee. There was a Spider-Man Baskin-Robbins uh, flavor based on the 2002 film. 
Ooh. And of course, the um, into the Spider Verse, they referenced the Spider Man popsicle, the lemon and strawberry ice with two gumball eyes. Which I remember those. You know, he says it's a so so popsicle, but I remember enjoying this as a kid. Oh, and then there were Spider Man three Pringles prints, which I do remember these. I kind of remember those. I do too. Remember, there was some Pringles that had like designs on them, like little blue prints that you um, that were on the chip itself. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah, well, they did a Spider-Man three one, um, which Ooh. which I never saw that before. But uh, I thought the Pringles prints. I was like, oh my gosh, I had forgotten that those existed at one point. Oh, Spider-Man and, three, such, yeah. a, such a sad movie. Pol- it's could've, definitely a polarizing movie. Could have sure. been so much better. Oh yeah, and then the Spider-Man bubble tape. I saw that. I was like, oh, I gotta get my hands on that, even if it's old. <laughs> But yeah, man, that those were just some you know little things, and I barely scratched the surface of ah uh, shoot. I feel like I'm leaving stuff out. I'm looking at my notes here. I think they're Spider Man everything. I've seen Spider Man yeah. toothbrushes. Yeah, me too. I think I had some Spider Man like Colgate toothpaste at one point or Crest toothpaste <laughs> when I was a kid. That's awesome. That uh, there was something I saw today. I looked really cool. It was an old Spider-Man TV tray, um, oh. and it, it was like from the seventies, and it just had really old artwork. But it looked, it looked, still looked really cool. I'm like, ah, oh, these are things I buy, and then I'm like, why did I buy this? <laughs> I wish I still had some of my TV trays. I had a Ninja Turtles TV tray and a Super Ooh. Mario Brothers TV tray. Oh wow! I would love to see that. I wish my mom hadn't got rid of them. You know, you don't see TV trays anymore. No, you don't. No, What's up with I that? Why? I guess it's because people have phones. You know, we we, have, we need to have phone trays. You know, it's, yeah. it's like a TV tray, but it's got this little docking thing for your phone. So you can have your meal while watching your phone. So, bloop, there you go. You can hold your phone. You can eat your potatoes. There you go. <laughs> I think we just stumbled onto something. Uh, we're patenting it. We call it. Uh-huh. It's on here. It's on the episode. You heard it here, folks. Double stampy, no erases. <laughs> <laughs> Triple stampsies, no erases, and that'll make it true. <laughs> <laughs> You can't do uh, that. You can't right. do that. You can't, I already did. You can't, la, 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 <laughs> la. Uh, I feel like that's where half of our humor comes from is Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> I think so, too. I think so, too. And that too. has a tie-in to our, our game today. It does? Dumb and Dumber? Yeah. Well, you got me intrigued now. I'll uh, I'll, I'll let you know when we, when we get a little bit into it. Remind okay. me, and I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, guys, with that, I think it's about time to get into the game. All right, so this is Spider-Man and Venom uh, versus Maximum Carnage. New York City. Panic. Terror. That was before Maximum Carnage. 
now, this is based on, oh yeah, The Amazing Spider-Man issues 359, I think was the first cameo appearance of Carnage back in February 1992, and then he made his first full appearance in The Amazing Spider-Man 361 in April 92, so Carnage was a pretty well-known character at this point um, when the game came out, and I remember commercials for this game. Um, I do remember that, but I, for whatever reason, never saw, none of my friends had it, I never had it, so, again, I didn't play it till basically the last month or so in preparation for this podcast. So, uh, what about you, man? When, um, when did you first play this one? I first played it when it came out. Our, uh, video wow. rental place got a copy of it, but they only had the Super Nintendo version of it. Oh, wow. And the thing that I remember most about it was, yeah, the artwork was really cool with, like, Carnage kind of looming over the city and everything kind of the Carnage red. But the SNES cartridge was, was red. It was one of the few colored SNES cartridges. It was a red, like, Venom-colored red cartridge. Yeah, yeah. I always think of Doom, too. Doom was red. Doom was red. I think it and Doom are, like, the only two that are colored, maybe. But, yeah, it was one of the few that got the red color cartridge. So was it love at first sight when you played it? Yes, I loved it. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the coolest like beat 'em up ever. And the controls take a little bit of getting used to, and we can get into that later. Mm-hmm. But like, I I really dug this game from the moment I, I put it in and played it. The music, the uh, the SNES music on it was really good. I agree. I agree. I played it on. Um, I've got a Retro Bro system, and uh, I've, thankfully I had a ROM for both games. And I played it on the SNES first, and then I played it on the Sega. I prefer the SNES version just for the music, mm-hmm. uh, but I th- I think the fighting is a little bit smoother on the on the Genesis. I agree with that. Like I played the Genesis after I saw that you were playing the Genesis, and I'm like, I don't think I've ever played this on Sega. So I tried it. I'm like, okay, the fight. If we could put the smooth fighting of the Genesis with the SNES music, that would be like the ultimate edition of that game. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It seemed like the Sega Genesis version was a little bit faster too. Like yeah, it was a little bit more responsive. But yeah, yeah, I'm with you, man. And, you know, obviously this game is based on the Carnage series from the 90s. And according to Moby Games, I was doing a little research on it this week. uh, It says, spanning over 14 issues and encompassing all Spider-Man titles at the time, Maximum Carnage was a massive development by Marvel with lots of guest appearances, uh, appearances and remains to this day one of Spidey's most ambitious and certainly most violent, and then in parentheses, a fact sadly toned down for the game, sagas ever. So, yeah, love the cast of characters in this game. I mean, there's a bunch of enemies and a bunch of allies in this yeah. game, which I really like. And it's a good mix, too, of, like, well-known superheroes and villains and some that, you know, aren't as well-known. Yeah, I didn't know who um, Doppelganger was. I'd never heard of him before, like the crazy-looking Spider-Man. Yeah, I'd never heard Spider. of him either. I don't think I'd ever heard of Shriek either until this game. I don't think so either. I'm, I'm sure she was probably in the cartoon, but I just didn't remember her. Um, but apparently, I think in the, in the comics, she is the... I think Cletus is the guy's name, the, the killer's name. And Carnage was a symbiote that basically took over a, a serial killer, uh, which is a cool idea, right? So yeah. Your, your, your host is basically insane already, so... <laughs> But yeah, I think Shriek ends up being like Cletus's uh, wife or something in the comic series. Like they're they're a love interest. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean they get together quick in the game. Yeah, they do. It's like <laughs> second level. Their doppelganger and Shriek are like pounding on you. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. 
So this game, the music composer was Green Jelly. The price charting for this, loose it costs about $25.95. Uh, complete, it's about $54.81. New, um, unopened, is $300 and, or $311. Um, just the box itself is $675 and the manual is $19.26. And speaking of the manual, I had it pulled up on my phone, but uh, I have lost it. Let's see if I can find it. Ah, here we go. Um, so I do have that pulled up if we want to uh, pull anything from it. But yeah, just to uh, name a few of the characters. So the superhero icons that are in this game are Black Cat, Captain America, Cloak, which he was one I didn't know anything about, Cloak, Deathlock, let's see, who else is in here? Firestar, which I knew, knew from, from Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Iron Fist, Morbius, Spider-Man, Venom. Yep, they are all the good guys in this game. Oh, let's see. Yeah, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. Okay, I, I remembered I wanted to talk about that real briefly. Yeah. There was, I remember uh, there was a guy in the early 2000s. I don't even remember how I found this guy, but he did bootleg copies of uh, just a bunch of different TV series that were no longer in syndication. And I don't remember how I found him, but I reached out to him, and uh, he had some Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends and some Iron Man. He had the Silver Surfer one season that they had back in the 90s he had all that stuff so i bought the spider-man stuff from him and i think i got the whole animated series so i still have those bootleg oh, copies nice. at the house but yeah man i played those like crazy i love spider-man and his amazing friends uh, back in the day so when i saw firestar in the game i was like oh my gosh i know her <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man and his amazing friends, Iceman and Firestar. amazing friends quite a cast of villains too um let's see we have they've got doppelganger they've got shriek yep they've got demo goblin which i remember the fight with demo goblin that's kind of hard if you don't if you don't have yeah. certain heroes to help with that one and the last villain that's with the the villain crew is uh carrion was he in the later stages? Because I don't even remember him. I think I think he was. I think he was beyond where I got to. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Because this this game, I'll just be honest with you, I did not get very far. I think I took notes up to. Oh uh, no no no! I I got up to the New York streets twice or two, where you have to fight the weird bald umbrella guys. That's as far as I got. Oh what about man. You? Um, I beat the weird bald umbrella guys, and then after that, you go to San Francisco, where you play as Venom coming to New York, and then you start getting the choices of playing between Venom and Spider-Man in the levels. And I think the farthest I ever made it was to I made it past the Fantastic Four headquarter level, which was a really cool level, and then I made it to the dance club, and I got absolutely destroyed in the dance club level. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I hear you there, man. Because this this game, I mean, you get swarmed with enemies pretty quick. And like you said a minute ago, the controls are a little weird to get get a feel for at yeah. first. And buddy, they throw you to the wolves, especially in that second level. Um, you know, we have to climb up the roof. Oh, that is so I frustrating. I hate that level. I hate that level. Oh my gosh, me too. Me too, because you have to learn very quickly not only how to scale walls, but um, you have to understand that also you've got a split second. When your spider sense goes off, you've got to go ahead and swing to the next building as quick as possible. But it's not an easy swing because if you hit a ledge or anything from the next building, it knocks you all the way to the bottom again. And it reminds me of the Sandcrawler stage from Super Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, it's really frustrating, and it took a while to get a hang of. But one thing I love about this game is the cutscenes. There are so many cutscenes in this game, and the writing is really well done. It starts off with the uh, intro of uh, Cletus getting um, breaking out of the prison that he's in and killing everybody in the process. He meets up with Shriek, meets up with Doppelganger and everything, and uh, he says, you know what? I'm going to take the fight to Spider-Man and Venom. You know, I'm going to take it to them because I know they're going to be coming for me. I'm going to hunt them down first. And, and all throughout the stages, we get, I would say, probably there's at least 20-some cutscenes in this game, if not more. And and they're, they're arranged just like a comic book panel. Yeah, it's they're, really cool the way they did it. It's like a digitized comic, like a digitized comic panel that they just kind of put a little bit of animation to to give it some movement. And, the you know, it's got the, the bubbles that they speak in, like yeah. in a comic book, which is what I really like. But like you said, like the writing in this game is really good. It's really a good superhero super villain mm -hmm. story yeah yeah and to compare it to clone wars now we loved clone wars but i would say that the story in this one's a little bit more engaging than clone wars you know yeah. there's there's a little bit more um dialogue and i remember you saying in in clone wars like what would have made that ending better because it was a well-written ending uh, was just a little bit of action in the cutscenes instead yeah. of just a picture the entire time. And that's what this game has. Now, granted, this game came out, I think, a little bit later. So maybe they learned from a previous Marvel games that uh, that might be something they're looking for. But yeah, I love that part. One gripe I did have, though, is a lot of the street thugs... They're basically oh. the same guy, just with color swaps. Yeah, there's a lot of the same enemy, just a little bit faster or a little bit slower and stronger. I, I'm like you. They could have had a little bit more variety, mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah, yeah. And if there's always there's always like the uh, trench coat guys, and then there's the guys with the hats. But, the, you know, they might mm -hmm. be a different color or different skin color or wearing a different shade of uh, shirt or something like that. But it's basically the same person, and they just keep coming at you. There's like maybe four or five different types of just street thugs that you'll get in the game yeah and then and then they do which with what a lot of beat-em-ups do is they'll start recycling bosses um and you'll you'll get like the two girls that you fought in the first stage you'll start getting them again in like stage whatever the rooftop or yeah wherever um but yeah speaking of the stages though the stages were really well designed i like that you brought up the um Times Square. There's a really cool level design on that. The the Fantastic Four is another cool one, and there's like secret, like off screen secrets in that one. Like you can punch like certain walls and find like rooms that have like health and lives in them. That's cool. I didn't find any of those. I wish I had. Yeah, <laughs> I like, desperately needed them. 
I like the fact that Spider-Man can pick up an entire garbage like container and throw it at people in that first level, first or second I level. Oh, <laughs> no way! Yeah, yeah, in the alleyway, like he could just pick one up. And, and I think there's even a scene. I watched a long play of this, and I, what I like about it too is even the alliances that you form, they're kind of strained between Venom and Spider-Man. Like, there's a scene where Firestar she has the opportunity to kill Carnage, but she can't do it. And Venom, like, blows up on her. Yeah. So finally, Peter Parker has to hit Venom and, like, attack Venom. And they were fighting side by side, uh, you know, all throughout the game. So I like that this game is long enough to where even your allies that team up at the beginning, they still have their struggles halfway through the journey. Uh, uh, once, once again, I don't think I've ever noticed that in a, in a beat-em-up before. So this was really cool. Yeah, and I, I remember like you watching the long play and there comes a portion where you can't choose venom to play as because that's when him and spider-man have their blow up blow up with each other that's cool that's really cool yeah speaking of attacks uh i love that venom and spider-man they have some similar attacks but they have some different attacks too um they both like when i finally started getting the timing up uh with spider-man where you can shoot the webs at either direction like your hands are spread out yeah um, on either side shoot the webs at either direction and if you hook two people you can i think you press c again and that smashes the two people together and it's like an instant knockout and i would spam the crap out of that once i figured it out <laughs> venom can do that too but he uses instead of using web he uses the symbiote of his suit to do it yes Exactly, like it's the same attack, but it looks different because it's Venom. And then I loved how Venom could do the ground pound and just like knock anybody over. And uh, that thought that was really cool. And the, another cool thing, like it's kind of similar but different. You know, Spider-Man when he picks up heavy stuff, he uses both hands. Venom just picks it up with one hand and like walks around with it. Oh, that's cool. and like he throws cool. it. Like he can pick up the dumpsters with one hand and he just like tosses it at the guys like a baseball. Yes, the little things like that I really enjoy about this game. The sprites, they're big, and Mm -hmm. uh, they look really cool. Um, I love that uh, both characters can sprint. Like, you just double-tap the direction you want to go in, and they'll sprint. And if they sprint into an enemy, uh, not spear them, but they just kind of, like, dive into them and stun them, and then you can grab them and throw them. Uh, It's great. It's great. Oh, and another thing is, um, with Spider-Man, and I think Venom 2 with the symbiote that he's got, you can get your web pull somebody in almost like a scorpion move and then hit them which was really cool the uh going back to like the character sprites like they're very detailed like they're, they are to be 16-bit they're very detailed and the thing i like is if you stand still with venom he'll eventually start making like venom faces and like start running his tongue out like a snake and kind of like oh cool <laughs> you know he kind of like sticks it out and like it's real long and then he sucks it back in when you start walking again that's cool. Uh, that's cool. I wish he would do the Sonic thing where he starts tapping his shoes and looking at the camera like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, oh, man. So another thing I really enjoy about this game, although it, it sometimes is a little jarring, is when you're playing, then all of a sudden one of your allies shows up. Yeah. But, like, it's great, though, because once one of your allies shows up, you've got help. But you can't really predict when it's going to be. It's not like you can call them in. They just randomly show up. The musical change, and then and then you know as quick as they're there, they're gone. But they do help when they're there. I like that about the the allies. Like they all have their own theme song. So you eventually, when you play it enough, you can you can tell who's coming in based on their theme song that's playing. Yeah, I love that. I love that. It's so little things like that because they could have easily just picked the same song, you know. But no, then they've changed it up. There's a lot of variety as far as 
the uh, villains and and heroes go. It's just more generic characters that, uh, or the yeah, street thugs that seem yeah. repetitive. But um, yeah, uh, speaking of, gosh, there's so many different scenes. I wrote down. There's starts off New York streets, the climb, the rooftop. That scene's awesome, by the way. Um, the alleyway. Oh, and I love. I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> The cutscenes. One of my favorite cutscenes is where Carnage is threatening Jonah Jameson. I just—it's so funny. Like he's such a good bad guy. In this he game. is. He's—he's he's really good, and he's well written. Like he's—he's he's not mm-hmm. corny, like a like a lot of supervillains. No. Like he's got like a little, I guess, playfulness to him. But at the same time, it's like that mm-hmm. psychotic playfulness. Like he's having a good time, yeah. but he's also going to kill you if you don't do what he says. You're exactly right, and. Uh, most of the scenes have cutscenes in them, and these, each one of these levels, I mean, there's a ton. So there's San Francisco, Central Park, The Chase, Central Park again, New York City Streets 2, The Deep, The Fantastic Four H- HQ, The Prospect Park. Um, this is where Captain America even helps uh, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And then I got up to Manhattan Street 2, and that's as far as I got it in uh, the long play that I was watching, but... How does it, how does this game end? What what's the end scene like? So the end is Spider-Man and Venom finally kind of put their differences aside and they beat Carnage, but they get help in the end. The Avengers come in and help. Ooh. And the Avengers pretty much like they knock Carnage out and the Avengers take him and they put him in a, a stasis chamber to where the symbiote can't function and they they pretty much say that they you know they've got him taken care of that they're taking him to a holding facility that they have with a stasis chamber to where he can't come out again and all the superheroes that fought carnage are like you know are you sure that's going to hold him and they're like what's the strongest you know prison known to man of course it's going to hold him and you know the all the superheroes are like well i hope you're right because we don't want to have to have to ever have to deal with this again Hmm. And it kind of like, you know, Spider-Man even does a little thing where he says, you know, you fight the monsters and you hope that they don't come out because if they do, the next time could be the last. But we'll worry about that if that time ever comes. And then it's and then at the bottom, it has like the little comic book thing that says, will will this be the last we see of Carnage? And then it has question marks. Ooh. And now was there a sequel to this game? Because I don't know. There was. It was called uh, Spider-Man and Venom Separation Anxiety. And what happens is Ven- is, uh, Carnage's symbiote creates clones of Carnage with different traits of his personality. Ooh. And they Ooh all, I like that. And they all do different things. From what I've played of it, it's not as good a game as this one. Really? The graphic. Is it the same developer or different? It's a different developer. It's different, like different everything. Uh, they the graphics aren't as good. The controls are, if you can believe it, are a little bit worse. They don't have the green jelly, you know, soundtrack to the game, so it's just kind of uh, generic music. It's not as good. Speaking of which, the green jelly, the music in this game, the music in this game is great. I completely agree. It completely fits the tone agree. so well. That that cutscene music, the kind of serious like catching you up to the story music is really cool i mean and it starts off that way too just with that rocking theme song and it reminds me of is it tim fallon no i don't know there there's a famous shoot and now i'm kicking myself because i don't know his name 
one of the famous video game composers, like iconic video game composers um, from the 90s that did a lot of Sega games and Super Nintendo. Um, you know the Spider-Man and X-Men game, which is notoriously bad, that, <laughs> the Arcade's Revenge. Remember the intro music in that game? You know, that just rocking guitar track yeah. and everything? I remember as a kid playing that game thinking, oh, this is going to be the greatest game ever. And I would reset my Super Nintendo just so I could hear that <laughs> awesome rock music over and over again. And that's what this game has. This game has music kind of like that, except this game's gameplay is really good. Yeah. Uh, and I just, again, I wish I had played this as a kid. This might have been one of my favorite beat-em-ups as a kid if I had just played it. Now, is it as good as Streets of Rage? No. I would personally say no. no. Um, I, I think the controls are a little awkward to get a, a hang of, but I also commend them for trying things different. Yeah, wall crawling, um, being able to sling onto, sling onto walls, you know, swing back and forth. I, I would say it's not quite as smooth as, as Streets of Rage was, but it's definitely, in my opinion at that time, I guess, would be the best Spider-Man game to date. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, because I, I remember playing Sinister Six on the NES. I remember getting that from Blockbuster and really wanting to like it, but I, I couldn't. I just couldn't because it was so hard. Spider-Man and X-Men was a letdown for me. And then, shoot, there was a couple others that I had played beforehand. Um, but I, you know, this one would have been one I would have loved. This was one of my favorite Spider-Man games for a long time until, you know, the later games came out on PS2 and the new one on PS4 is like my all-time favorite one. I love that game. Uh, but yeah, like back in the day, you know, mid-90s, this was the Spider-Man game to get. They ran advertisements all the time for it. Like on, I remember on uh, WCW Wrestling on Saturday night, they would run advertisements for it as one of the sponsors of the show. Um, comic books back in the day had full-page advertisements for this game in it. Oh, I, I can totally believe that, yeah. Speaking of comic books, um, I remember in the 90s, uh, Seth MacFarlane, I think he did... I think he did some Spider-Man stuff, and I remember you know, he got a lot of flack for it back in the day, but that was the first Spider-Man books I'd ever read, and they mm -hmm. were kind of a little bit grittier, um, but the artwork was really, really strong. Um, but I think I still own a lot of those old, early 1990 comics because I think they, they did a new series, a Spider-Man series, or relaunched it in 1990. And I've got some of those books. Um, so it, that does remind me of my childhood quite a bit. And, and this game, if you love the comics, I think this game really does a good job of paying homage to that. And it's a pretty solid beat-em-up. It's just like playing a, a comic book where you kind of control the action and the flow of the of the adventure and the action and everything. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I got one for you. This, okay. is, this is a hard one. So I, I'm going to, because I, I don't know my answer yet, so I'm going to go ahead and throw it on you first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so you're on, a, you're on an island, and for some reason it's got a TV and a Sega, and you can only choose one game. Would you do this one or Clone Wars? Ooh, Rob. Isn't that why, tough? I know, why you gotta I know. Do, why you got to do this to me? <laughs> Can't I just have both since I'm on an island? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like got nothing else to do. I mean, they both have their strong points, but they both have yeah. their weak points. I agree. Yeah, I don't know. Um, 
Oh my gosh. I know, I know. I can't, I can't either. I like, I love both for their own reasons, and I'm like, oh, I got gripes about both for their own reasons. And I mean, so. like difficulty wise, they're kind of the same. They're both kind of hard games to play. Mm-hmm. Both have really good character design. Like the characters look like the comic book versions of themselves. Uh-huh. I gotta give the edge just a little bit to the to Spider Man for the Green Jelly soundtrack. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Control-wise, though, that has to go to X-Men. Yeah. Because the controls on that game are tight. Spider-Man, they're a little wonky. I would say length-wise, they're about the same. Yeah, length-wise, you they're know, about they're the same. They're both long games. I'm going to ju- I'm gonna go ahead and just bite the bullet and say Spider-Man. Well, I, you know, I, I tend to lean on Spider-Man, too. I'm, I'm with you on that because I think the soundtrack uh, is really, really good. I think the cutscenes are, are stronger, mm-hmm. um, and and for that reason, and plus the fact that I played Clone Wars so many times, yeah, and, so yeah, and this one's new, <laughs> uh, I, I give the slight edge, and both are great games, but I give the slight edge to to this one um, for my uh, Deserted Island games, so. But yeah, man. Uh, anything else you want to say about uh, this game or Spider-Man oh, in general? Yeah. I was going to uh, I was going to tell you how this is related to Dumb and Dumber. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so Green Jelly <laughs> did the soundtrack for Spider-Man, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They did the Bear One Over the Mountain song on Dumb and Dumber. They did not. They did too. Did they really? <laughs> they did. I listened to it before the show. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'm like, oh my gosh. We used to sing that song. <laughs> it's the Bear One Over the Mountain song. <laughs> And then it's like green jelly, and I'm like, oh my gosh, they did, they did soundtrack for Spider-Man and Venom. Oh my gosh! And now I want to look them up and like download all their stuff. <laughs> the bear went over the mountain to see what he could see. <laughs> and you can you can kind of get some of that, especially with the boss themes. That oh, totally. That's that's boss music. Dude, the the ball the first boss fight where you're Venom fighting against the two big fat guys in San Francisco, that that boss track for some reason is it gets you pumped up. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This the the whole the whole soundtrack gets you fired up, man. This is really top notch stuff. So awesome, man. Awesome. Well, well, guys, uh, we would love to hear from you guys. What what do you think of this game? Does it hold up all these years later? Because this is. A 1994 release uh, in the States. And uh, yeah, this is uh, one for me personally. I, I really enjoyed this game. Uh, but we'd love to hear from you. So uh, send us an email. Our email is trjsupershow at gmail.com. Uh, or you can follow us on Twitter at rj underscore supershow. And Instagram, it's the underscore retro underscore junkies. Or you can always give us a call on our hoser hotline at 865 309 4875. And guys, um, we definitely want to grow our audience. And you know, I was just talking to my wife a little while ago, uh, and and I'm just so incredibly grateful for the. We don't have many listeners, but the very few that we have, I'm very very thankful for, mm-hmm. um, because a lot of them are listeners from way back in the day. That still, after all these years, after all the breaks, after all the crazy things that have happened in our world, not to mention <laughs> we're all growing, you know, in different stages of our lives. They still choose to listen to us hacks talk about games. So if you're listening right now, if you made it this far in the episode, I want to personally thank you for sticking with us. And it really does mean a lot to us. And if I could be so bold and and ask you to write a five-star review, 
<laughs> that would that would definitely help grow the show so other people can find us uh just look for the little streets of rage characters there's two retro junkies feeds out there but this is the obviously the, the one you're hearing is the one that works uh so please send us a review that would definitely mean a ton but if not we understand i know i know we're all very busy but uh but yeah uh, i guess with that hoser uh, anything else you want to add real quick my friend no, just that this is probably one of my favorite LJN games. Yeah, <laughs> I would say mine too. <laughs> I can't think of uh, a ton. Did, did LJN do the uh, Star Wars game? I think JVC did the Star Wars. LJN did um, oh, okay. Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, they did a lot of the, the movie license and, like, big license names. Although, I will say Jaws for the NES was a good LJN game. I liked Jaws. Of course, that was like the only game I had for like years. So, <laughs> so you had to force yourself. I'm like, you know what? It's a good game. It's a good game. <laughs> it's Stockholm Syndrome. I love my captors. I love them. I love Jaws. <laughs> they didn't do anything bad to me. They weren't a horrible game. No. Exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, well. on that note, thank you so much for listening. And uh, Lana, what kind of wings are we going to have to close out another totally tubular episode of the Retro Junkie Super Show? Uh, maybe we should have some radioactive spider heat wings. Ooh, gosh, that sounds great and dangerous. <laughs> we might have superpowers after we eat those. That sounds good to me, guys. Well, all right, everybody. Well, uh, Lana, had a blast, my friend. And, guys, thank you so much for listening. And here's to hoping you enjoy your friends and your family and a big old bowl of radioactive venom-spiced wings. Mmm. <laughs> All right, good day, good gaming, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Chief Wiggum and uh, Principal Skinner as detectives in New Orleans. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that one. Well, the guy that's their weekly nemesis, his name is Charles Daddy, and they call him Big Daddy. <laughs> oh, that's pretty clever. Yeah, he was... Look, Big Daddy, it's regular Daddy. That was a very good Ralph. <laughs> yeah, Ralph, like they're at Mardi Gras, Ralph, like Ralph gets kidnapped by Big Daddy, and he's sitting on his shoulders, and he goes, Look, Big Daddy, it's regular Daddy. It's regular Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a running joke in our house. Look, Big Daddy, I love it's Regular it. Daddy. I haven't seen that. Is that one of the later episodes? I haven't seen that one. That's like season six. It's between six oh, and I eight, I think. Oh, uh, those are those are. Gosh, those are old now. Yeah, I, 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 I should have. What other episodes are on now? Uh, they do a spinoff about Mo and the love tester in the. In the tavern is inhabited by Grandpa's spirit, and it gives Mo dating advice. Oh my gosh! I know I, I have seen that one. That's been a long time. Yeah, the <laughs> the the Chief Wiggum one is the first one on that episode. Oh, that's great! I got to check that out. <laughs> Look, Big Daddy, regular Daddy, it's regular Daddy. <laughs> and he calls, and he's got this big, thick New Orleans accent. And he goes, "No, you listen here, Chief. I taught the boy to play the spoons, and it shows Ralph, and he's got like two spoons stuck up his nose, and he's clicking them together." <laughs> Oh, I, I, one of my favorite uh, Ralph lines is, "My cat's breath smells like cat food." <laughs> That's the. I think that's the same one where he does the diorama, and it's just packaged Star Wars figures. And then Skinner goes crazy. He's, He's like, like, "Oh, is that Chewie?" 
<laughs> in the original packaging, what's a diorama? We have a winner. <laughs> <laughs> and they're walking home, and poor Ralph falls on his diorama, and he goes, Ow, I bit my Wookiee. I bit my Wookiee. <laughs> he got out of the potty. Oh, sorry, man. Uh-oh. Wait, what? Uh, Are you singing? No. Is that, it sounded like you were singing. No, I wasn't singing. <laughs> sorry, you know, man. You, I'm sorry about that. You know I can't sing. Man, you got a heavenly voice. Mm, that's a stretch. Because Michael Jackson would say, that's someone else. Oh, Over the man, that'd be cool. Ah, I'd love to, love to hang with you, man. I would, too. I told Lori, I said, I'll go by and hang out with Rob. You and Lola can go, you know, chill out after the game, and I'll go hang out with Rob. Heck yeah, <laughs> anytime, man. You come on by. <laughs> that sounds well, awesome. Just strap me off at Rob's and then pick me up before the game, and we'll we'll go watch. That'd be great. Yeah, it'd probably just be me and Grace at the house, too, so it'd be dude time. Like, come, child. You must learn the ways of, of the men folk. I'd be like, right, here's how you properly eat a, a hot wing. Here's how you eat a hot wing. You just put it in your mouth, and you... Suck the meat off of it till a bone comes out. I'm like, I don't recommend doing it the way Landon is. He he's a lot bigger than you are. <laughs> I saw a Lori sent me a TikTok of a girl like this guy's like, if you are a girl and you eat wings like this, please marry me. And she ate them like I did. Like she stuck them all the way in and pulled the bone out. <laughs> Lori's like, it's you, but it's a girl. I'm like, yeah, I know. So <laughs> like, yeah, but I married you. <laughs> It's like, yeah, but you, you married you married me, and he said to marry the girl, so what's that say about you? You've got good taste. That's exactly right. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's awesome. All right, man, well, we'll go ahead and start this skit first, and then we'll just, I, I really wrote this pretty quick, so uh, it's not it very It seems long. good, man. It seems really good. I like it. I like Thanks, the premise man. of it. Go, cool, man. Moderate carnage. <laughs> just, he, he makes minor messes. It can be minor, you know, minorly inconvenient. He's just kind of a pest. He's kind of more like first season, first season Urkel. <laughs> right. That's a good standard. That's a good. Not uh, like third, fourth, and fifth season Urkel, where he was the main character. Right. Right. Yeah. He's just kind of hanging out. All right. Well, we'll do that. All right. So I'll do the narrating part, and then we'll jump into it. Okay. All right. <clears throat> See, kiddos. The trick here is to eat the giant power pellet and then go after the blue ghost. Yeah, but timing is everything. Be careful and then go for it. Uh, Lyra gets the complete combo of blue ghost, no problem. <laughs> Boy, these kids are getting good, eh? Way better than you ever were. Oh, take off. Get out of here. Noah, you take off. Oh, and oh, look who's coming back. All of a sudden, their slightly annoying customer comes into the arcades, Moderate Carnage. He's a poster child for an 80s gamer, bedecked in sunglasses, wearing a power glove and Walkman headphones around his neck. He terrorizes the junkies by making minor insults and moderate messes. <laughs> Do you want to be Moderate Carnage? <laughs> yeah, I'll try to think of a good voice for him. You gotta okay. sit with some Mountain Dew here. <clears throat> Have no fear, everybody. Moderate Carnage is here. Get out of my way, broom. Yeah. Carnage kicks over the broom beside the front door of the arcade. Who's that guy? No, he's our best and worst customer. Comes in here every couple of weeks, beats everyone's high scores, and then mildly brags about how great he is. And then he proceeds to make a mess. And only volunteers to clean half of it up. 
crank up the Iron Maiden, Rob. Oh, and land it. <laughs> Did you ever clean that spaghetti stain off the old turtle's cabinet? Yeah, it really wasn't that bad. Yeah, I mean, who brings spaghetti to an arcade anyway? Can it, hosehead? Who are the booster seats? Hey, easy, they're new here. We're teaching them how to play Miss Pac-Man. Yeah, this is Grayson and this is Lyra. Oh, hi, nice to meet you, high five. <laughs> I only do medium five, squirt. Hey, you kids want to see something really cool? Aw, oh, come on, Carnes, don't teach him bad hab. I said can it, nerd. <laughs> Man, Carnage is kind of like Ogre with an attitude. No kidding. <laughs> He'll be hanging you out over the top of the building before the end of the skit. <laughs> and murder me by the end of it when he lets go. <laughs> uh, I said can it, nerd. Speaking of cans, see this delicious... If I could talk right. <laughs> I said can it, nerd. Speaking of cans, see this delicious can of Surge I'm holding? Carnage then turns the can slightly over, causing two drips to spill on the floor. Moderate Carnage then gives a sinister grin. Whoops. Hey, that wasn't nice. Now it's time to get down to business. I'm about to crush your Miss Pac-Man high score. Jeez, oh, Landon, this guy's out of control. We gotta do something. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Hey, hand me uh, that odd-looking spider over there, will you? Oh, the Black Widow or the radioactive one? Hmm, <clears throat> let's go with the radioactive one. Oh, and here. I want you to tug this old brownie soda, okay? You sure? It's been open for days. Dude, trust me. Hey, Carnage. Ever see a guy bitten by a radioactive spider before? No, but I watched Spider-Man 3 once. It was okay. <laughs> the radioactive spider bites Landon, who immediately transforms into Spider-Guy. Cue the 90, 90s Spider-Man cartoon music. Whoa, Landon! You just transformed into Spider-Man, costume and all! Actually, Spider-Guy hosed You know, copyright reasons. Oh, right, right. Rob, chug the brownie, quick! Rob chugs the brownie soda, only discover that it was actually an old spit can. <laughs> I, I did that full, for you, Jose. <laughs> full of Copenhagen. Yeah. Oh, Copenhagen? This is an old spit can. I, I, I think I'm going to be sick. Exactly. Now that the tobacco symbiote is in your system, you can be my trusty sidekick, Poison. Hey, Carnage, why don't you just stick around? Oh, man, I'm about to spew. Well, my friend, if you're about to spew, spew on this. Lana points to Carnage, who's clearly terrified. No! Okay, okay, you guys win. Clean this, clean up. No! Okay, okay, you guys win. I'll clean up the mess. I'll let the kids keep their high scores. Anything. Tell the kids you're sorry. I'm so sorry, kids. I, I'll let the power go to my head. It's okay. Yeah, we forgive you. Just remember, with great power comes great responsibility. Good point, Grayson. I'll try. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. That was the greatest skit ever. I'm sorry. <laughs> that that ranks up there on skits. That's right up there with Star Wars, I feel like. Oh, thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. It's short and sweet. Okay, cool. All right, now I will take us in. Oh, Lord, I hope it's recording all that. Okay. okay. If we weren't recording, you'd be like, man. I'm going to be very disappointed. Gosh, I'll tell you, I made that mistake before. Oh. We've done episodes before where we didn't record and we're like, uh, yeah, we gotta do that again. Yeah, I'll never forget. I think it was one of the 
it might have been the Streets of Rage episode or one of the Genesis Gems episodes. Like, we were 40 minutes into a show, and then Nick was just going on, and I was like, oh no. I looked, and I, I noticed we weren't recording. I said, Nick? And he just kept talking like he didn't hear me. I was like, Nick, Nick, I'm sorry to interrupt. I said, we're not recording. <laughs> it There's was been a tragedy. Yeah. We're not recording. We're not recording. And, it, you know, I always feel so bad, too, because, like, you got to kind of, like, reconjure up that excitement. It's not as easy the second time, because we've already heard, like, everything we were going to say. <laughs> I just deleted it. I'm like, what? Please, tell us how you feel. <laughs> like, our Fox here was kind of weird. Like, right, X-Men would come on first on Saturdays. Then Spider Man, and then on Sundays they had like early early Marvel cartoons, and they had a Fantastic Four and an Iron Man cartoon that came on. Wow, in the nineties, really? Yeah. Huh. I don't think because that was the first time I'd ever seen Iron Man was on the Sunday morning uh, cartoon. Wow. Huh. Because I knew there was one from the 60s and 70s, I think, there was an Iron Man cartoon, but I never knew there was one in the 90s. That's awesome. They're, they, I don't think they made a whole lot of episodes for it because, like, you know, X-Men and Spider-Man were the big yeah. marquee. Mm-hmm. Man, Fox had such good cartoons in it. was like Batman, the animated series, Spider-Man, and the X-Men. Oh, my gosh. You can't go wrong with any of those. Nobody. Anybody know anybody I've saved raised your hand? Great. Well, that's my point. We all have to save each other, am I right? Especially in these holiday seasons. Save us from the eggnog. I tease. Have you ever seen the? Ja- have I ever sent you the uh, the Japanese Spider Man? Uh, you have, and I kind of forgot about that till just now. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was wild. That was a wild TV show. <laughs> yes, in the like seventies, right? Yeah, and it was Spider Man. <laughs> Gotta say it like that. And that's how they always said it. They're like Spider Man. <laughs> was it all in Japanese or was it dubbed? Or yeah, oh. it was all in Japanese. Now they've got, uh, I think they've got subtitled like episodes out now. But yeah, it was all Japanese and like Spider Man fought giant monsters in a giant uh, robot suit. And, oh, that's cool. Sounds and apparently fun. he did it before Power Rangers. So like people are saying, hey, maybe Power Rangers ripped Spider Man off. Wow, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, like the the there's a thing. I'll see if I can find it. And it's pretty much just like all these random facts, but it's really funny how they present it and yeah it's it Japanese Spider-Man was something else yeah was there like a did you show me something else about that like there was a like somebody remade it or like overdubbed it with funny stuff I can't remember I can't remember now but I think so I think there's like somebody overdubbed it with funny stuff like they used a lot of like people getting thrown off cliffs and you could tell that they were dummies and I mean, it was like the dummies looked like the stuff that we made when we were in high school that we would like throw off of banks into the middle of the road to try to scare people. <laughs> See, guys, you know, we were just paying homage to Spider-Man. That's right. <laughs> Having the arms and legs hanging out of the back of a trunk of a dummy, that was always fun. Oh, yeah. Gosh, yeah. Oh, that's funny. I never, for- I never forget Lim's like, you got any ketchup? I'm like, why do, I, why, why do you need ketchup? He's like, I got a funny idea for a prank. Can I use your car? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he put the arms and legs out of the back of the trunk and like closed it on him and then put ketchup on it like they were bleeding. Oh. <laughs> and we drove real town like that. Oh my gosh, that sounds like something. Neat. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> People were flashing their lights at us. And Lynn would just Lynn was driving. He just waved and say hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh gosh. <laughs> 
Oh. How to have fun and not spend any money. <laughs> Those are the good days. Oh, yeah. All right. <clears throat> well, I will take us in, my friend. <clears throat> All righty. Sorry, you ever choke on your own spit? Yeah, I do that a lot sometimes. <laughs> I do it a lot more now that I'm older, I feel like. I know. Gosh, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're in our mid-30s, eh? We're, beca- yeah. we're becoming retro. <clears throat> yeah, I'm closer to 40 now. You're, that's right, you're a year older than I am, right? 36? Yeah, I'm uh, 37. Man, look at you, 37. Old. <laughs> you know, uh, last thing I'll say, and I'll shut up after this, is uh, uh, I used to joke with the kids that I was way older um, than I was. And, you know, for years, the kids were like, no way, so there's no way you're in your 40s or whatever. And then it moved up to the 50s. No way you're in your 50s. And usually before, you know, when I tell them I realize, they're like, oh, see, yeah, you're young. So now I tell them I real age now, they're like, you are kind of old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, like, I have, thinks. I've made that transition now. It's official. I, I'm Some of the kids think I'm old now. I'm like, oh. It's like, and you're going to fail your test, and you're going <laughs> to fail your test. <laughs> it's like you, and you never even turned in your essay. <laughs> yeah, you're going you're, you're gonna to fail anyway. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right, cool. I'll take a sit. Cool. <clears throat> All right. All right, don't say cowabunga. This is the... This is the retro junkies. Okay. <clears throat> you can say radical. Oh, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> I mean <laughs> okay. I mean that's Millhouse says radical, but you know, he he'll let you he'll let you say it. <laughs> well, I sleep in a race car, do you? <laughs> I, I sleep in a big bed with my wife. Oh, <laughs>